Come live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it all. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. I'm excited to be back in the chair of hosting with Duck Riley and also Tim Moore. I know it's just one day, but I miss the guys. And, um, Duck, I appreciate everything that you all did last night. Um, thank you very much. I appreciate we missed you too, but I ain't going to say know what my homeboy said. I saw it on the thread, but anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he's going to get it. For sure. Um, <laughs> he is going to get it for sure. But um, I didn't even have the heart to tell him. I listened to the beginning of the show. I didn't hear that. Um, he wanted to talk about Jordan Travis. <laughs> and Larry Tisdale gave me a shout-out and said, hope you're traveling safe. So I ain't paying that joke of no attention, I tell you. <laughs> but, Duck, I do, before Mr. Jernigan gets in here, um, I, I, I don't know, but it was just awful to see both the Florida quarterback and the Florida State quarterback go down for um, the, the rest of the season. That, that's sad to see. I know injuries will happen, but um, um, I, I, I hated to see that for both quarterbacks. Yeah, Princess, you know, the scary thing about it that – Larry, uh, Carlos, everybody brought up some great points. So it's going to be interesting when we do the X-Files because the X-Files is going to cover injuries. And I thought and some of the process that, you know, maybe the NFL is going to have to look at. And even going all the way back to the youth football with the FBU, that concept of how mm-hmm. to tackle. So it, 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 it's really going to be interesting to, to kind of hear – some of the commentary about some of the guys. Yeah, yeah, and you guys talked about that a little bit. I held on for a little bit. Um, Kevin opened my mic, but he finally realized it was me that was listening in, um, and, you know, he closed it. But um, just, you know, tackling itself and, and how to do that. Um, and I, I just – I'm not going to watch those injuries. I, I can't do it. Um, and, and one more thing, because we're still waiting on Mr. Jernigan. We may have to take a break. But um, I watched the Buffalo Bills just a little bit. And, and I know that was this past week at some point. Um, maybe that was Sunday where or maybe it was Thursday night football. And the, one of the tackles tackle got up and then fell back down. Um, and I, I'm wondering where all this – Duck, I don't remember so many football players falling out like that or losing their balance or losing their consciousness. This is a different time. Um, your thoughts about this is I welcome Tim, Tim Moore to the show. Welcome in, Tim Moore. How you doing, yeah. Princess? Yeah. Uh, Good. Without a doubt, Princess, and like I said, and, and Tim was on, with, and we were doing the open mic, and the open mic was all about injuries. And, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it kind of got real detailed on some of that stuff that was going on. And, and I'd like to pick it up again, like I said, with the X-Files with uh, – with Carlos and, and Larry and Tim and Will, Will Lewis and, and, and uh, uh, Pretty Ricky. 
<laughs> you know, Ricky Porter's going to get tired of you doing that, but Jay Hayes does it, so. <laughs> um, and Tim, before you got on, we're still waiting on Mr. Jernigan. Um, Duck, I don't know if you want to go send him a reminder. Yeah, I'll try. We were talking. Yeah. Okay. Tim, I was telling him I was listening last night, and, and, and your your open mic was about Jordan Travis and the travesty of that and, 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 and what can we do about it. And I was just saying to Duck that um, the the – Florida Gator quarterback is out for the season. The Florida State quarterback is out for the season. And and it's no bigger travesty with each one of them. But Jordan Travis was on a journey and a very successful yeah. one with a very good team. Um, yeah. You know, let, let's make note there. And and that was a a really a, a, a game, a gimme game that they could have put in anybody um, and rested him. But give me your thoughts again. I know you did last night, but just while I'm here, you know, when you saw that, and, and I'm, I'm I'm sick for him. I'm not a Florida State fan, but I'm a fan of football, and I'm a fan of college football, and I'm a fan of Florida State and how they handle their business, and they've really done well this year. Your thoughts about when you saw that again? Yeah, I'm not I'm not so much um, upset with them for playing him. Um, uh, okay. What I what I'm just what I'm disturbed because that could have happened against anybody. Um, yeah, I, I'm that's true. I'm disturbed by. Um, the way that they've changed the rules for tackling uh, that I've noticed, and I think I mentioned it on the show maybe two or three months ago, and nobody responded when I said it. Uh, it was just silence, and I thought maybe folks didn't agree with me. But I mentioned that I noticed that guys are starting to tackle each other. Uh, they're, they're starting to grab guys. They're, instead of taking guys on, head on to tackle them they're starting to hit guys from the side up high and yeah. and then they yeah. sweep their legs out from under one, one up from under themselves and just drop all their weight down on on the ball carrier whether it's a receiver or a quarterback or or whatever and i mentioned then that i thought it was a very dangerous way to tackle uh, it's it's not a dirty play because it's legal but I, but I think I, I just thought it was a dirty way, to, uh, a, a dangerous way to tackle. Um, I, quite honestly, I think that's the same kind of thing that happened to Bo Jackson when he had the dislocated hip. Wow. Uh, and and what happened with with Jordan Travis was what I saw the potential for happening to some other people that just didn't happen earlier in the season, where guys were dropping down uh, all of their weight on people's limbs. And to me, it's a recipe for breaking legs, for for dislocating joints and things like that. And I think something really needs to be done because a lot of guys are doing that now. And I think it's just very yeah. dangerous. Very dangerous, and they're already dangerous and um, aggressive sport as it is, for sure. Duck Riley, I have you back. I appreciate you taking time. To, to contact Mr. Jernigan. I see him in the system. Let's welcome him to the show. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing really good. Thank you for being on. We appreciate that. I'm excited to be on. Sorry about that. I have numbers and all that. I was doing a, another Zoom, and we're in crazy <laughs> recruiting, recruiting season right now. Coaches getting fired, and you know, which yeah. opens up other other uh, scholarship opportunities for kids. So. I'm going yeah. moving stuff around, but I'm excited to be on your show tonight. Thank you guys for having me. Well, it is, it is our pleasure. Mr. Jernigan, if they're five stars, just tell them to go to Florida, University of Florida. <laughs> That's where they need to be. 
um, for, hey, for hey. sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. I heard Tim laughing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, no. 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 We we're not doing we're not doing that. Hold on, Duck. Hold on, Duck. You interrupted. I was just trying to, you know, to say that there was some spots available, Duck. That's all. West Virginia doesn't need anybody. They're, you know, they're one of the top tier teams. They don't need anybody. They, look, they right. need, what, what, they what, need, what, what, what need, school does he want them to go to? Hey, look, he wants them to go to all, West Virginia up there. You know, all, John Denver uh, says it's God's country. Ain't nobody going up there. There's no cell service. Hold on, Duck. Hey, they need to go to Gainesville. In Florida, where there's beaches, I'm sorry. Yeah, I understand. We need we need anybody you can send us. We don't care who it is. <laughs> hey, well, I, and that, I, sir, I'm certainly not. I'm certainly not biased to any of any of them because I just, I work on behalf of every school in the country that wants to take a kid. I'm here for the family and who's gonna give them scholarship money. So oh, hey, there you go. There you go. And, and that, and, and sir, has never had it so good. We had this Mountaineer Gator um, debate back and forth. Duck, go ahead and take over. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and what you do, we, we kind of do it here down south, uh, Coach Jennings, and we, we try to make it happen, too, with the kids. So, And I'm sure Coach Harvey would testify to that. But anyway, we're very, very fortunate to have you on, man. I mean, your book, you know, hey, when the cheering stops, you know, I, I, I laughed and smiled because as a former player, I keep a lot of cheering going on on my phone just in case, I, you know, so I won't miss it. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, so I ain't letting it stop. So, but anyway, kind of tell us how you, how you got involved in, in, in writing the book and that type of deal. So the, the book came about because I have a high school recruiting service, um, that I help high school student athletes find scholarships. Uh, been doing that since 1995. Um, I've watched recruiting change a whole lot from when I started. And but one of the other things that I watched was is the attitudes of uh, of each of the athletes and the parents and what happens with the athlete when the game is over. And uh, the book just came out of uh, truly God just blessed me and said, you know, I love people. Uh, I work in ministry. So um, I'm not around the sport by chance. I played ball. I played basketball, professional basketball, college basketball. And it, it was, it was you know, just heartfelt. If kids stopped playing, I was talking to so many young men that didn't know what to do with their lives. And it ranged from stopping after high school, after college. Some guys play one, two years of professional sports. And I'll go, okay, why why now are they addicted to drugs? Why are they – because every situation has a why. There's a why. My father always taught me, he said, son, we're going to always go to the root of something. There's a reason why that person's there. Don't just judge what they're doing. Find out what the why is. And so I really start studying and diving into what's the why. Why, you know, I have I have four sons and then uh, three that play Division One football. And when the pandemic happened, my oldest son, or my, my second to oldest son, called me and said, hey, I need you to come home and come home now. 
And when I got the now, I was like, okay, wait a minute, something going on. So I get to the house, and my son is home, and I know the pandemic's happening, and they're not playing. And he's like, Dad, I'm not going back. I've lost 12 pounds. I can't be there. And his lips quiver a little bit. He looks at me, and I go, and he says, I'm depressed. And I said, all right. Where your car? He says, outside. I said, man, relax today. We go get your stuff. No questions. Because I, I'm a, there's certain words that trigger me. Depressed. I lost 12 pounds. Here's a kid been playing since he was seven years old. I don't want to play. I know something's going on. And so when he gets home, I sit down, we talk. He said they don't have a winning culture. Um, he was he was at a school here in California, Cal Poly, uh, San Luis Obispo, probably top three, four schools in engineering, uh, 2% black on campus. He, while playing, didn't even recognize that he was part of the only 2%. He's going to class, going to football practice. He's not, you know, even tripping off of school. Once the pandemic hit and he wasn't playing, he started recognizing some things that he wouldn't have normally recognized. And he, and 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 so then he goes, "Hey, dude, this just ain't where I want to be. Culturally, it's not here. We're not playing. They don't want to win. They don't care about football. We're not playing. We were in this routine of doing this since I was, you know, younger. And I just looked at my son. I was like, "Yeah, this is weird. This something's going on." And the cheering had stopped. <laughs> and the cheers I use as a metaphor in one of my TED Talks is that the cheers are like drugs. These kids have been cheered on since they were six years old, five years old, playing flag, whatever it is. Yeah. They've been told that they're going to be the next whoever. And so uh, – I just started writing. I started, I started researching, started doing data, and I started talking to parents. Like, hey, what? He said, man, my, I talked to parents, and they were like, man, my son came home from school when football was over. He graduated, got his degree, but for about a month and a half, one mother told me, a month and a half, two months, man, he didn't come out the room. He's just in his room. I said, well, what? He wasn't doing no job interview. He got his bachelor's degree. He didn't want to do anything. Because the dream of the NFL, the cheers, he didn't know how to act with practices. You know, I I can tell you guys countless stories. Joy Porter, NFL guys from Bakersfield where I live in California, uh, I watched him push on, you know, a a, a 10,000-square-foot home, 100-yard uh, football field on the side of his house with a push mower. And I, I asked him when I got there, I said, Joey, you all right? He like, man, I ain't never I ain't been home in fourteen years in the month of August. I don't know what to do. He was freaking out because he's so used to being in NFL camp, cheers, signing autographs, doing what he needs. And he's just like, Man, I, I'm I mean, you can eat off the floor of his garage. He had been just cleaning and just and these aren't people that, you know, normally have O C D. They just like he don't know they don't know what to do. And so I, I start writing, and I start researching again. What do we do when the cheers stop? And for a lot of people, they stop at different times. 
and uh, it's just been a blessing, man, to help a lot of parents and their kids. Now I'm doing workshops, I'm speaking, talking on college campuses, talking to high school students. Like, we just finished uh, playoffs here. Uh, we got a couple more state games, but I'm asking parents, watch your kid right now. They've been going to practice. They've been going to school for the last four years, and now high school football is over. No more Friday night, no more band. There's going to be a time where that thing sets in, and you got to watch your kid and find out, you know, hey, what's going on? <laughs> what's wrong? You make sure everything is all right. You're more than an athlete. Giving them more positive affirmation, talking to them about other things in their lives. So that's kind of where it came from. Well, you know, the great thing about what all you're saying and you and it's great that you you catching them young and stuff like that, but the old people like myself, we still got brothers that need that help. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You, you do. Yeah. But it, it, because, Francis, you'd be surprised when we just got inducted, you know, a month ago in, yeah. into the Hall of Fame. Just the idea that those guys were. I never seen a group so happy to hear their name called and people yep. cheer. You know, I remember them, that type deal. I mean, it, it was like a blessing. It was like like, like a, a relief. Yeah. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let Tim come in because I don't want to run out of time, and we, we definitely got to have you back because I got a million things I need to ask you. But uh, go ahead, Tim. <laughs> Yeah, Coach, I've, I've heard that story, uh, you know, that's uh, and what you're doing is just tremendous. Um, um, let, me, let me ask you one question that's actually a little bit unrelated to the book, but but I'm just curious. Are you related to Tim Jernigan, used to be the uh, nose guard with the Florida State uh, National Championship team? Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. Yes, I am. Baltimore okay. Ravens, yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. I, so I the Jernigan, Jernigan in that one. The Jernigan name. Uh, so I spell mine J-E-R-N-A-G-I-N. He spells his J-E-R-N-A or N-I-G-A-N. But our families, uh, through slavery, there was always a name, uh, misspelling of that journey. But all of the journeygans we have done the research uh, are related. So we have another journeygan that played at Troy State. Uh, but Timmy, definitely family. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just, and, just and, curious. And where did where did he play at, Tim? Florida State. They were on the national championship team with uh, James Winston. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not gonna <laughs> bite. I'm not gonna bite. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> anyway, Coach. Uh, Coach, I, I, you know, I, it was interesting. I was listening intently at your story, and and uh, it it reminds me of some guys that I know. Uh, one of which was. Um, he one of Carlos's uh, teammates, and, and Duck knows him. I won't mention his name. Um, he was um, a very good college football player, and uh, tried out with the Cowboys for for a while. I think he made it to the final cut, uh, and he never, after that, was able to get over the fact that there were guys in camp who were drafted ahead of him, who had signed big contracts that he was better than, who made the team, uh-huh. and he didn't. And he never did adjust, and he ended up, uh, you know, uh, getting involved in drugs and, and uh, did, you know, uh-huh. went to rehab and did better for a while. But then his demise came with uh, with, with the drug habit again, and he sort of relapsed. And then I've, I, I know of other guys who made the pros, 
spent several years, bought a big house and a bunch of cars and all this kind of thing. And then when they had to stop playing, all of a sudden you got to downsize your home because you're not making that kind of income forever. Right. Uh, right. And uh, and that's quite an adjustment too. Uh, so I think what you're doing is is tremendous. Uh, talk to us, if you will, about maybe just a couple of examples without names of of people that that you've uh, run across who've had to deal with these situations, both mentally and materially. And and I could name I could name names because I have I mean I have rights to certain things, and I've worked with guys who are don't who are not afraid of it outside of my outside of my son. Um, so I, I mean I've worked with a number of different guys, but to to, to just answer that guy named, by the name of Darnay Scott, I work with NFL guys who, uh, again, who Cincinnati Bengals. It was over. Yeah, played for the Bengals, played at San Diego State. Actually, the company I worked for at the time we represented Darnay, um, Derek Holmes, one of my 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 good friends that I work with, played for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, his son now plays for the Giants. Um, again, you know, those guys, <clears throat> excuse me, Derek, when it was over, like you said, really had a, a tough time, played for Buffalo, played for Green Bay, played for the Colts, broke his foot. They brushed him back. He got an injury settlement. Got used to making so much money, and then uh, – it wasn't wasn't there anymore. Got the injury settlement. Thought he was, you know, he's due from Pasadena, California, from the project. Said, "Hey, I'm gonna flip this the way I know how to flip it." <coughs> Excuse me, guys. And then he uh, went out, tried to, you know, <laughs> flip it with, with drug money, and and it didn't work. And mm-hmm. so he saw that family was struggling and just found itself in a, in a, in a tough place. And uh, we should start having a conversation. And what you really have to do is find out. And, and, and what a lot of these kids, kids don't do and what we try to do now is help them find out and help them understand that they're more than just an athlete. One part of the book I talk about is the culture. In our culture, when you hear stuff, we, we look for, for certain buzzwords. When you start hearing a kid say, you know, early on, I'm gonna I'm going to the league so I can buy my mama a house, right? Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. every is that every kid's dream is to buy their parents a house? Is that is is does every kid have to buy their parent a house? No. <clears throat> but you would think that that's that's it, right? I gotta buy my mom a house. Oh, he must he must have it hard. But even so when you don't make it, this failure now, you have put the entire family on your back. You yeah. at, at, at years old, nine years old, <laughs> you're saying, I gotta make it and if I don't, it's on me. It's my fault. And so, uh, so just working with a lot of these athletes now, a lot of them are finding out uh, a lot of the cheer stuff. I'll, I'll give you a personal situation uh, with myself. I'm married to my wife, 25 years this year, and when I came home, I, I, I told you guys I played professional basketball. I toured with the Harlem Globetrotters. I played with the Globetrotters, played in uh, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, 
Australia, I played ball. When I came home and I got married, and I remember asking my wife, you're so used to people cheering you on and women liking you because you're a ball player. <clears throat> Not that my wife wasn't paying me no mind, but I guess this day I was like, hey, what's going on? You, you know, you, 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 do you like me today? <laughs> and she's like, "What's wrong? What's wrong with you?" And I and I didn't really realize that I was asking my wife to for cheers to to recognize me in a way that a lot of guys are like, "I want somebody to like me because of me," but I want you to like me just because I play ball. You know, this this part of my this this part of my research, I started saying, "Was that what was going on in my mind? Like I wasn't getting enough." Tears. I wasn't getting enough accolades. I wasn't getting enough, you know, attention because I'm so used to this attention. And so when I come in and she's just like, hey, babe, how was your day good? And she go in another room. Why am I getting angry about that? Why does that bother me? That's part of that. That's part of that ego and that psyche that says that I need, I need, I need, I need because, and then it's, that thing is fed and it's bred when you're a kid, when you're, when you're playing the sport. And so um, it's just a lot of different areas you can look at, you know, athletes. I talk to married couples that are married to athletes, our friends, and they go, you know, why? They go, man, he's, oh, my God, he just, he got to have his ego strong because, because that's what he's used to as an athlete. Those cheers, when they stop, they stop all over the place, man. <laughs> they stop, you know, you you know, yeah. I just saw, I just, I just saw in <laughs> Vegas. Uh, I just saw in Vegas. You guys might remember his name. I played ball with him, Anderson Hunt. He played on the national championship team with Larry yeah. Johnson. Yeah, yeah. I just saw him. I'm telling you right now. I played high school basketball with Stacey Allen in Pasadena, John Muir High School. That was 1991. They won the championship. I just saw yeah. Anderson Hunt. I just saw Anderson Hunt literally about a month ago. Anderson Hunt still had he had on a UNLV full sweatsuit walking around the strip. And I was like, H, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's going on, man? I know, I know you. I know you could. You're trying to figure it out. I, I reminded him. And when I went away, one of the guys said, like, Hey, dude, is he still acting like? Why are you walking around here like he's still playing? Because that's all he got. He still wants those kids. <laughs> he still, like, bruh, that was 20-some years ago, bro. It's, it's a wrap. <laughs> well, we, you know what? So, we definitely got to bring you back in and, and just maybe to help some of these guys out. Do like I do at home. I leave little notes so when I come in, the kids can read it to me. Oh, Dad, you were great. You know, all that kind of stuff. So. <laughs> Lord have no, mercy. No, that might help a little bit. That might Let help a little bit. I, but anyway. Don't leave one for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not hey, reading it. Hey, but you 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 are gonna you're gonna seek those things out, man. I I I I do I work in ministry, I do stand up clean comedy at churches. So I get okay. cheers in other ways too. So I can tell you right now, it never stops. You just gotta know how to cheer yourself on. And that's the biggest part. When you learn how to say, hey, man, and you know, I had a good day without having to have 
everybody, you know, all these other accolades. You'll, you'll be a better. It, it'll be better for you. But you got to train yourself. It, it is something you got to. Mm-hmm. Can we can we get you can we get you back again, man? That's all I'm asking. Because I got other hey. I got other questions, and I'm sure Tim does and Precious. But we got another show yeah. at seven. We just wanted to touch base with you. You know, hey, look, I, I got a little pumped up, so that's going to help me when I write my own speech out again. Yeah, <laughs> you, any any time you guys want, man, just let me know. I'm good. Uh, only day I'm not good is Wednesdays. I have Bible study, so just let any day I'm okay. good. But we'll definitely have you it. back. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we want to have you back. Thank you, Mr. Jernigan. We appreciate that. Um, Tim Moore You're and welcome. Doug Rowley. I'll see you see you in about ninety seconds. Have a great um, a week, sir, for sure. Happy Thanksgiving. Right. Thank you, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving for sure. Never had it so good. We'll be back in about ninety seconds. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.